Continuation of the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, What are we to do for this man performs many signs? If we let him go on thus, everyone we believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, year said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is expedient for you that one man should die for the people and that the whole, and that the whole nation should not perish. He did not say this out of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So from that day on, they took counsel how to put him to death. Jesus therefore no longer went about openly among the Jews, but went from there to the country near the wilderness, to a town called Ephraim, and there stayed with the disciples. Saving words of the Gospel. Well, I have mentioned before that now that we're in the Passion Tide, the shift in theme is to especially telling the story of how uh, progressively hostile uh, the Jews and the, the scribes and Pharisees become uh, towards the Lord who is performing many, many signs. And of course, they're thinking in earthly terms, aren't they? They're worried that because of this, the people are going to rise up, make Christ king, and then the Romans are going to, going to come down on them. And they even talk about this in here. You know, they talk about how they're terrified that the Romans are going to destroy their holy place in their nation, which is exactly what happens later on. But the Lord is not there to be an earthly um, Davidic uh, king, priest, messiah figure. Um, his, uh, his throne is, is elsewhere. His glory is other. Uh, his reign is not is is eternal and not uh, worldly bound, but they're thinking in worldly terms. And Caiaphas in here uh, shames them into um, a greater persecution of the Lord, even unto uh, the uh, plotting to how they're going to kill him. And uh, of course, that's what uh, historically comes along. Uh, I didn't read the passage from Jeremiah. Suffice to say that Jeremiah is a prefiguring of the Lord, because he, he too was attacked by the synagogues. So we see something of the, the sorrow of Christ in this time, the persecution of his own people whom he came to save. But ultimately Jeremiah's hope and the Lord's hope is not earthly. It's rooted in faith in the Father. And so um, today also we are, uh, I'm going a little fast because there, I know I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of noise around here uh, uh, pretty soon and, and for the rest of the day, the rest of the day as a matter of fact anyway um, today we are one week out from Good Friday and as such it is the feast of um, Our Lady of Sorrows so today it would be possible for me to celebrate a mass for the feast of Our Lady using white vestments and even saying a Gloria today um, but I'm choosing to stick with the Lenten the, the Lenten progress here, because we're making our progress through Lent, and we're emphasizing Lent a lot in these daily Masses. As a matter of fact, today we, we continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman stations um, by going from uh, gathering a St. John and St. Paul, and uh, where we've been before, and then marching over to Santo Stefano Rotondo, which is a round basilica. It's absolutely fascinating place. Gregory the Great preached sermons there, and it was de dedicated to 
to a deacon, uh, the proto-martyr. And of course, you know, here we have a figure too in the figure of Stephen, a someone who was attacked in the synagogues, and someone who also brought, uh, was beginning to bring the Gentiles together because the Great Commission was now now in order. Remember that 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 the Lord came uh, first for the Jews, and then the Great Commission uh, extended uh, to the Gentiles. And so, of course, in the Lord there is neither Jew nor Greek. Um, he came for all. Not all will accept his gifts. Uh, some will not. Uh, and nevertheless, he did. Uh, he did come for all, but he came in an orderly way. You remember that. You remember that uh, uh, the the exchange with the um, the woman in the Gentile territory. Who and then he said, um, uh, you know, our, the food is not to be given to the dogs, but the dogs can hope for the scraps from the table and so forth. He was talking about the order in which he was working. He came first for the Jews, and then, uh, of course, the mission would be extended to all the Gentiles. And a sign that his hour had come is when the Gentiles start to come uh, to him, and they do so through the intermediary of Andrew and, and Philip. And that's when the Lord's, uh, the, the Father's voice booms out for the third time, uh, sealing the deal, as it were. In any event, uh, today uh, we also celebrate the Feast of Mary, the Sorrowful Mother, Our Lady of Sorrows. She's often depicted in, in art as being pierced through by you know, one sword or many swords, um, the seven swords, the seven sorrows of Our Lady. Um, you might check online. I wrote a, uh, seven uh, posts uh, about each of Our Lady's sorrows. And I had gathered to give them together under one page, the Our Lady of Sorrows project. And you might want to take a look at those. Um, let's hear, just for a moment, let's hear the, the collect of Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, this is someone else's translation, but it's a good one. O God, who, in whose passion the sword, according to the prophecy of Blessed Simeon, pierced through the soul of Mary, the glorious Virgin and Mother, mercifully grant that we, who reverently commemorate her piercing through in her suffering, may, by the interceding glorious merits of all the saints, faithfully standing by the cross, obtain the abundant fruit of her passion. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, every one God, world without end. Amen. So on this uh, feast day, as we are standing on the cusp of Holy Week, uh, let us ask Mary to be our guide as we enter into the mystery of Holy Week. You know, just as our Lord took those those difficult steps one by one uh, up uh, the hill to be crucified, so did our so did our Blessed Mother, and we um, can look to her uh, to how to how to tackle this hill, how to tackle this this upward uh, climb towards uh, towards agony, towards passion. Remember, our Church is not greater than her Lord, and so the Church, the whole Church, should suffer. And we, her members, have to share in that suffering in order to be able to share in the resurrection later on. So let us ask, let us ask Mary, who gave us the perfect example of self-oblation, uh, to be our guide as we enter into the mystery of Holy Week. Dominus obiscum, oremus, benedictus est omni doce meius divigationis tuas, non tradis calumniantibus me superbis, respondebo ex probantibus mihi verbum.